the Brain Candy Podcast. Susie Meister here. And I'm Sarah, still. She is still Sarah. <laughs> Always. <laughs> She's so consistent. <laughs> this is episode, let me look. I'm going to guess, 96. Correct. Woo! <laughs> Dang, I'm good. Adam's going to get mad because I just yelled in the microphone. But That's what all right. Else? We're excited. You know. We're excited. 96. Opposite of 69. Nice. Hilarious. <laughs> Every time my thermostat is at 69 and I walk by, I giggle. Dude, I'm always like, nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, this is so appropriate because today's episode is about guilty pleasures. Ah. That qualifies. Know. Actually, that is something that is not a, at all pleasurable to me, and I will never do it. Oh, I meant walking by your thermostat and giggling. Oh. <laughs> I thought you meant 69. <laughs> you will never do it? What a waste of time. It takes away from the best part of both of those things. I mean, I see your point about that, but to say you never do it? No, I've done it like once or twice in my life, and I was like, this is ridiculous. This is something that we giggle about on the pages of school books when substitute teachers tell us to turn to that page and that's it. Because <laughs> in real life, it's ridiculous. Why? It takes away from the best. The best part is just sitting there and getting to, an enjoy, to enjoy it and you don't get to do that. And the other best part is hearing how much the other person is enjoying it when you're given it. Do you think they enjoy it? The, yeah. the boy? I don't person? know. Maybe, but I don't, so that's off the table, and my husband off knows. Off the table. Waste of time. I'll just do it. I'll just help you out, buddy. I had no idea you were so efficient with your time. <laughs> uh, I, when it comes to that, I ain't wasting any time. Wow. This is a woman on a mission. <laughs> Amen, sister. Well, okay. We're eliminating uh, 69 from the <laughs> guilty pleasure category. It is just Hey, guilty. if it's yours... I'm not going to take that away from you. No, I was really just referring to the thermostat thing. Okay, that was Because that's a guilty pleasure. Yes, it is. Uh, but before we start, I want to encourage our listeners to do something. Do you own your own business? Maybe it's a small or medium-sized one. If you do, I bet you have a lot of annoying file cabinets everywhere, whiteboards, folders, paper cuts. <laughs> it's a real problem. If this sounds like you and you need help with your HR, go to bamboohr.com and click on the mic and enter code CANDY to get a free 14-day trial. Here's the scoop. They say, Sarah, how about this slogan? They set you free to do great work. Well, hey, I like that. I know. I like liberty. Amen. (laughs) And they're going to set you free. What's that code? It's candy, and it's for a free 14-day trial at BambooHR.com. And basically, they are just a wonderful company for business owners who help you automate all the parts you don't want to do with your business, like payroll and all that jazz. Nobody frees up your time to do other things. Well, and I especially think about artists and how they, you know, if if you want to have your own business, but and we're never good at that. (laughs) Sarah. I can say from personal experience. <laughs> the I need last person in the paper. world that should be doing paperwork is Sarah. <laughs> the last. The chances of me even remembering where I put the paper to do the work on is difficult. So they will let you focus on the people in your organization instead of the paperwork, which is lovely. Right. BambooHR.com, enter code CANDY and get a 14-day free trial. All right. Uh, so what? let's start by saying what a guilty pleasure is. Yeah, what is it? What Go. is it? Well... To me, it's like uh-huh. something you enjoy, 
But that you like either feel it's a waste of time or like it's beneath you culturally. Yeah. Or what else would qualify? Or how about, I think something that makes, oh, because you don't want to make like too much guilt. It, I don't know, because I want to say like, oh, maybe it's something you feel a little bit guilty for. But then if you feel too guilty for it, it's no longer a pleasure. So there's like a fine line. Like eating full fat ice cream. Well, that's good. the thing. Cheating on your husband. Maybe not good. So. <laughs> well, that still counts. As a guilty pleasure, yeah, maybe for some people. because I'm sure that oh, that brings dear. pleasure. Oh my gosh, you're right. But yeah, I think most people think of food and then like entertainment stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think entertainment and, and well, definitely food. And wine. And wine. Is it guilty? Not really. No. I have zero guilt about that. I do too. I know. Actually, that's not true. Sometimes you have expressed guilt. I, I have? Yeah, is that you? Yeah, it is. It's not smoking <laughs> pot, though, usually. Oh, yeah. I'm always like, okay, oh, I shouldn't do this. Let's talk about the pot, then. Okay. Let's, yeah. let's explore this category. Let's. You feel guilty because why? Mm, I don't feel so much guilty anymore. But I used to. Why? Because it's legal? Yeah. And now because I realized how many people were like, you know, because sometimes I'd rather, like when I go out with friends and they're all drinking and whatever at a bar, I'd rather not drink at the bar and just like smoke a joint outside and then I'll come in and like enjoy the music and whatevs. Okay. So before I would feel guilty about that. Now I have a company of 10 other people with me out there like, yo, Wait, can you smoke outside like that? Probably not, but we'll uh, do it anyway. But it's a no big whoop. Yeah. Uh, okay, here's a question then. Now that it's legal, does that reduce the pleasure because it's not mm. naughty? Maybe during like prohibition, maybe, maybe people so, maybe loved moonshine right. and, and it was more pleasurable than it is now. Well, I think that's how it kind of works when you're a teenager and your parents tell you don't do this. And you're like, well, no, I definitely have to do that. Right. Were that, you a rule breaker? I, you know, no, I absolutely was not. Mean either, except for breaking curfew. Because what was your curfew? Like I didn't really have one, so I just never came home. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you took it literally. To, to, I was like, well, if they're not going to tell me when to come, where home, the hell would you go? At my, to my older boyfriend's house. Remember the one oh I talked God. about? That was terrible. This is like a dark period in your life. I know. <laughs> I mean, do you regret this? Yes. Oh, okay, that's good. Guilty. No more pleasure. No pleasure. <laughs> but at the time, you felt great about it. Yeah, at the time I was like sowing wild oats as a teenager. You know? How old were you again? 16? Yeah. 16, yeah, because you 17. were driving and he wasn't. Right? Yes. People have talked a lot about that car story you oh, told. When I drove the car and just shifted into neutral and got out because I was mad at my boyfriend. I think it was unanimous that I was right about that. About that like, I was you like, shouldn't... why would you get out? You should know. It's insane when I play it through my head. Right. Like, hey, I'm going to get out of my own car. And let you just roll down. The uh, I was really willing to risk whatever came with it for the drama. A high drama. What do you think? Like, if we did a poll, we should actually send this in the newsletter. Let's do it. What people would say is there? Like, do you think it's something like chocolate? Yeah. God, that is so boring. Oh no, you know I think. What do you think would rate higher, chocolate or reality television? Good question. What would you put higher? Between those okay, two? Wait. Chocolate, cheese, reality television. Oh! I know. I know I, you. I'd have to say cheese. I know. See? That's because I know you. We should <laughs> never play... Scat- what is that game? Scategories against somebody? Or, pi- or 
you know, when you have to guess with the oh, other person? Taboo? Yeah. We can never be on a team together. We would just murder everyone. We should Or we should be on a that. team together. <laughs> right. Murder everyone. I right. changed my mind. We're immediately like, this is something we could win. Yes. <laughs> Are there play. competitive leagues? But isn't your husband like against games sometimes? No, he's for Oh, wait, he's yeah, he's super competitive. Super competitive. We're like not allowed to play on, well, opposing or the same team. We end up getting in a fight. <laughs> We played Trio Pursuit, the four of us, on Thanksgiving, and your husband was super competitive. Yeah. And, like, he's one of those people that whenever you go against them, whatever question you get, he's like, oh, this is so easy. Right, right. You got the, oh, oh, you got the easy one. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm playing a game that has an entire category dedicated to sports. Right. How could I win? Come on. But he thought I kept getting softballs. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah, but we should play Taboo for sure. But I, I think, yeah, most people would probably say like chocolate, like food, like uh, desserts. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like a show or a type of music like Beast Beers or something. What happens when you give in to a guilty pleasure too much? Have you ever had, well, I know the answer because you have a kid. <laughs> what? Not in a million years. I mean, well, not in however many years, uh, when was the last time you had like free time where mm-hmm. you almost had too much free time and then you, you don't really know what to do. That's where it's like, oh my God, now what do I do with myself? And because I, if, when I have uh, breaks from school, I'm just about getting to that point where it's too much time off. I'm going nuts. <laughs> I got to have some focus, some goals, some something to cross off the to-do list because, you know, idle hands. That's crazy. I actually can remember the last time I was bored. You can I, remember? Yes. When was it? Well, I'm just saying it was so long yeah, ago. It was, they, it was five years ago. You made a note of it. But it, I was so bored and I just couldn't think of what I could do at that moment. <laughs> like, what could I do? To, and I've already eaten. <laughs> you know, like one of those moments... And that's why I usually just smoke some pot. Right. Like I look back and think there are videos to watch books to read. What were you doing? <laughs> now that you have a kid and there was, you know, some opportunity. Yeah. When you get to the point where you're like, shit, what do I do right When's now? When's the last time you've, ever, you've had that moment? Cause you probably oh, I fill, fill it. it up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a filler I don't know what moments. happened to me that day. I just remember there, I was living in Pittsburgh and there, um, it was the marathon, and you know how they cut, shut down the streets? Uh-huh. So you couldn't really drive where you wanted to go. And so I felt like, I can't do anything. Right. And it was raining, and... Oh, rain will do it. Yeah. That was, I can remember the last time I was, it was on a rainy day, too. What's with that? And I said the same thing. I was like, oh. Yeah. Now, there's so many things I should have done. Oh, and I think I put a text up about it. I was like, my house is clean, something else is done. Like, I don't even know what to do with my time right now. Like, treasure that moment. About it. Or if you have one again yeah. sometime, just think to yourself, what am I going to wish I could do when I have a kid? Then it's like too much pressure. <laughs> That's Maybe. my problem. But I mean, you could go bowling. Oh my God, I could go bowling. <laughs> When's the last time you went bowling? God. I feel like that's my guilty pleasure. I do love bowling. We have never been. No, have we been once? I don't no, think. No, we've never been. I would we were supposed that. to go once for your birthday. Yeah, and then we I'm still go. waiting. Uh, 
It's gonna be next year. For you know what I think your um, guilty pleasure what? is? Tell me. Magic. Yeah. I you love yes, magic. I love magic. No, but people, it's kind of nerdy. I love it. My husband proposed to me with magic. Not he didn't do the trick, but he had the engagement worked into a magic trick. That is so cute, though. Because he knows how much I love it. I have been asked twice on two separate occasions to please be quiet during a magic performance no, because you- other people need to enjoy it as well. And I was getting too rowdy. You are lying. I hand Wait, God. hold everything. Yeah. I believe it because that's how you were at John Edwards. Yes. I am. She's the constant commentator. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm what? the one going, <laughs> preach. Yes. That's why I, should, I shouldn't go to church. So we're sitting, we're going, we go to John Edward. He's the psychic medium who talks to dead people. Mm-hmm. And we're, you know, it's a, in the room are a lot of folks who have lost <gasps> loved ones. I didn't even. <laughs> They're turned there, into a concert. They're there because they want to talk to their lost loved one. And every three seconds, Sarah would turn to me and be like, oh, yes! Because he was blowing my mind. <laughs> I and I had the same feelings, but you let them out. I swear that you are more... The more <laughs> rational of a person you are... The more excited you get over things no. that... No. Yes. Because I'm so rational. Okay, that's And true. I was not talking. But, you like, but you're still... When we go to magic, you're still like blown away. But not... Okay. Yeah. Right. No, no, no. I, but remember... Um, okay. So I... I oh, who was it? I think it was Jenna from The Challenge or somebody who has a reputation of being kind of ditzy yeah, yeah. and will own it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they <laughs> saw some magic with me and were like, uh, whatever, like not like. Come on. Because it didn't even oh. blow their mind because they didn't understand how this was defying physics. Right. Like if you don't have a basic understanding of why this bends the rules of our physical world. You know what? That's really interesting. I know. <laughs> I've been saying this for years. I this is something I have been saying about magic and why magic is fascinating to people who are really like cerebral rooted in <clears throat> you know the pragmatic. The pragmatic. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting because not to insult religious people because I'm not trying to do that, but like she, your friend, what's her name? Jenna, Jenna <laughs> your friend, the uh, fellow cast member, she maybe would be more inclined to be a religious person. Absolutely. Because it's all like, oh, yeah, that oh makes sense. Oh, my gosh. Like Way my mom. to take it for, yes. But my mom step. is not into magic. She's See? like, what's the big deal? They're like, oh, yeah, what's the big deal? Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't because anything's possible yeah, if you don't possible. believe in reading. Right. That's horrible. I am just joking and about I'm like, that. Uh, do you understand how everything I read in every book and Bill Nye can't explain this one? So what the yeah. heck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They also don't get excited when they see videos on you know uh, what happens when you pour something over dry ice and like I like that kind of stuff. So anything like that, I don't know. Yeah, you know. Okay, I get what you're saying, but I will say that illusions, optical illusions. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Who's your favorite magician? Uh, well, I'm, my favorite guy is a bartender at the Magic Castle. We, yeah, to, get his Mike handle. Mike Scotta. Okay. It's, he's on Twitter. P-I-S-C-O-T-T-A. I'm pretty sure he's on Twitter. He, I cannot even understand what he's doing. You know who else is my new favorite? I hate that I have... Well, maybe I love that I, I have mean, favorite you have magicians. Like a ranking. I have... Mo- I know the name. Most people can't name a magician. I can name <laughs> multiple magicians. There's a um, long snapper for an NFL football team. I think he plays for maybe the Chiefs, but he's a long snapper, and he's also a magician who was on America's Got Talent or something and no. made it to second place. I love him, and he has one of the most insane stories. His father, like, double homicide his mother and, like, murder-suicide. That's awful. And he survived and became a football NFL football player and also he said magic saved his life. Oh, that's nice. It's the sweetest story and I watched it on 30 for 30, I think. Oh, I love those. Uh, right? Yeah. It's like the best thing for me and my husband. Sports and documentaries. It's yeah. like where the Venn diagram fully intersects. And, yeah. Um, I highly recommend it and I wish I could remember his name. Do I'll you put it in the newsletter. Do you prefer but. close-up magic or like... Oh, close-up magic for sure. <laughs> Why? Wait, why why do you like that bartender? Because I've seen him he did the lemon thing for me. <gasps> yeah, wasn't that the best? Yeah, that is. What's remind me what it is exactly so, he puts it in a shaker. Yeah. And he, then it goes away. Well, the best is he does one where he talks about the difference between science and magic. And he says, you know, science is and he takes a napkin and he takes a pint glass and fills it with water, puts a napkin over the pint glass, turns the glass upside down. And the water sealed, and he goes, this is science, because it's using surface suction. tension yeah. and suction to keep the water there. Then he pulls the napkin off, and the water stays, and he goes, now this is magic. And I'm wow. like, what? And then he shakes it, like, and it counts to three, and then all the water comes out. Oh, that's cool. And I'm like, how? Don't tell me, but I have to, but don't tell me. Do you ever look them up? Like, how no. I've Absolutely not. I, you've done that? Yeah, because I really wanted to know how David Blaine levitated. How's he loved it? Tell everybody right now. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, I don't even know if this is accurate, but people say that it's all about the angle yeah. and that um, it's something about the, the footwear and then they are able to be on their tiptoes, but I don't know. But but he goes up I know. quite high, so that doesn't make sense. But Did you see when he freaked out Harrison Ford? By cutting open a lemon with the card on the inside, and yeah. Harrison Ford was like, "Get out of my house!" Yeah, just get out. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, of, of the um, most well-known magicians, do you have a favorite? Like, I, you know, I feel like there's. I respect David Blaine for what he's he does, and I saw a TED talk he did on holding his breath, and that's a really interesting TED talk to watch. There's a whole category of them called illusions. 
or something something along the lines of that. There's another guy named Daniel Wong who's remarkable. He's really fun to follow on Instagram too. And he uses a lot of math and mm. magic. Oh yeah, I've seen that on Facebook. It annoys me. Oh my god, I love this stuff. Uh, one of the reasons I sometimes we're so alike and then sometimes <laughs> we're so different. But I do love magic as well. Penn and Teller are great. Yes. Because um, they're very smart. Have you seen their show, uh, something about like how do they do that or something, where the magician performs oh, yeah. and then Penn and Teller try to guess their the trick yeah. and they give them a hint that says that they know how they did it, but the rest of the audience is going like, I, I, I don't want secret language you're communicating in and I still don't get how you did it. And Wait, who gives them a hint? So the magician does their trick. And yeah. then Penn and Teller have to guess how they did it. Yeah. But they can't come out and say, this is how you did it. You did da 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 So they'll use almost like a code language. Oh, wow. They'll say, so if I said the Eiffel Tower is blue, would that maybe show that I know how you did your trick? And the magician's always like, oh, yep, you got it. I'm like, ah, Did what? they ever not get it? I've never seen one where they don't get it. Yeah. This... Subject matter took a left turn. It really did. And this, and it's about to take another one because I read an article about (laughs) (laughs) this is totally unrelated about this guy who. So you know when you're thinking about something and you're, it's kind of like a movie in your mind, and Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, remember when I was in second grade, Mm -hmm. and you picture it. Yeah. He doesn't. He what? He has no mental imagery whatsoever. And he didn't even know he was any different. He thought, like, when people would say, like, your mind's eye, that they were just being whatever. Or when they'd say picture something, he was like, what is that? What do you mean? What happens to him? Well, apparently Penn has the same thing. That's what made me think of it. Where there are no visual images in their mind. What? How weird is do that? Do you mean? This is, okay, okay. We can go so many directions to this. I know. This boggles my mind. All the time, because it comes into brings into question, what is reality, and what is it that we're experiencing? Like I've talked a lot about here, and Susie knows I have synesthesia. That means that the experience that I'm having is fundamentally different when you say certain numbers, and that's just what we've been able to point to it being different with numbers because that's so easy to compare. It's easy for me to say, when I say four, do you see a color? And you say, no, I don't. That sounds crazy. And I go, yes, I do. It's red. What do you mean? Of course it's red. And it's so concrete to me. But maybe we just haven't been able to point out what is different between our realities yet. Just like this guy didn't even know his whole life. Same way I didn't know until I was 22 that, that, that I had this, until I was playing memory game with my mom. And she's like, why the hell are you so good at this? And I was like, you know, because like you remember it's a red apple, so you remember four for that car. <laughs> she's like, what do you mean you remember four? Yeah. And it turned into a whole thing. And I was like, you mean you don't see that? <laughs> so maybe we all have something where we perceive it and we have a di- like some secret key to right. seeing the world from a different perspective. Maybe it's hearing things. I am convinced that you hear music different than I do. <laughs> convinced. Come on. Convinced. I just like it, like it more or what? There's no, there's a way that you hear it. There's, and I've, I've dated a couple guys who also have this where like, you're able to pick out 
the different sounds and the instruments. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like one thing to you. Right. It's You can hear them. I know it. I know when we listen to music that you hear, because you'll see people tapping their fingers to almost a different beat than what I would tap to. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so jealous because I know Susie's hearing something different than me. <laughs> That's so weird. Yes. I'm glad because I would hate to not be able to do You got that. it. Well, also though, when this guy reads books, there's what? no visual of the story. How do you remember things? He That's says how are you logging things in your memory then? He says he doesn't read for pleasure because it's not pleasurable. He reads yes. for information, so he'll get he'll like scan even fiction, he'll scan to get facts. Like okay, oh the, but then the what detective does that information look just words, he says. There are just words, no pictures. Well like, this is scary because what if he were to ever lose his sight? Right. Then you Maybe wonder, it would activate or something. Cause I want, then I, I, that leads me into so many other questions. Like what is somebody who is born without vision? What are their dreams like? Yeah. What are their, you know? Yeah. They're, it, oh, oh, mm-hmm. there's so many directions. This I will find that article and put it in the newsletter. If you would like our newsletter, we send it out weekly or, or so, maybe every other week. Um, whenever we have a lot of links in our episode, you can sign up on our website. Just write your email into the little block in the middle of the main page. And so some people have said that they get some of them, but not all of them. So for starters, when you sign up, you'll get an email that will make you confirm it. So lots of people haven't confirmed it. Maybe it's in their spam folder. There you go. So try that. It could be all the newsletters might be in your spam folder. Otherwise, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I I get a report that says that we were sent to this yeah. email, whatever. So I don't know. But please do sign up if you want to know about that article because that what story really blew my mind. Uh, mine, that's really fascinating. It's probably, you know what they say about like Brad Pitt and other lots of other normal people that they can't recognize faces? Like if they see their what mom. What do you mean at- Brad Pitt? Like this is the thing people know about. Brad Pitt has something that can't recognize faces. Yeah, like face blindness. Even if Angelina walked up to him, if it were just her face, he wouldn't know that it was her face blindness. Like he just okay. recognizes people from their voice or like yes. context or whatever. Maybe that also adds to a level of being able to be an actor the way and emote emotions because you have to really learn the emotion if you can't recognize faces. And you don't have, because that is a condition where there's a part of your brain that has had damage in some capacity and all of a sudden you can't remember faces. Yeah. And some people are born that way. Yes. By the way, let's confirm the Brad Pitt thing because I believe that that's the case. That's amazing. Yeah. And that these people just, they see you if you've seen them every day, but each time it's like you're... You're a new person to them, but they recognize you other ways. Well, and if they re- so, what I was saying is, if they recognize your face and they learn ex- how expressions on people's face have a lot, probably have more meaning. He probably is a good actor because he's able to duplicate expression and emotion because that's what he's had to rely on. To they say he's that- more. Oh my god, this well, is so interesting. The, the segment that I saw on it must have been 60 minutes a while ago. Um they wanted to simulate it for the viewer and so they would put they they would reverse a face that make it upside down uh-huh. and kind of have the chin be up top and the other feet whatever. And then that was kind of what a person like that experiences with everyone all the time. 
I bet it's in the same, well, I mean, maybe not in the same category, but the same way, kind of like colorblindness, where it's so subtle that it just becomes, that's so weird. I wonder when those people figure it out. Or yeah. You, or do you ever? Well, because your people, reality is your reality. Yeah, some people in this segment said that they didn't know until they were an adult. Oh, they just thought everyone was um, like that. Can you imagine? I'm just shocked. I, yeah. It just makes me wonder what else is there mm-hmm. that maybe we're not seeing or maybe somebody else sees. You know, every time I see a little baby stare off at something and like for a while or follow something with their eyes, I'm like, I swear to God, that baby's seeing something I'm not seeing. Yeah. What's going on and what makes, you know. Right. There's something cooking. Something cooking. You know what else has something cooking? BioClarity. Yeah. My favorite face wash it's a three-step program that uh, did a number on my skin in a good way. Mine, too. I am very, very happy to take makeup-free selfies now. Sarah told me the other day that she does not remember the last time she had a zit. Well, if it makes you feel better, I have, like, you know, maybe you felt one. But guess what? <laughs> I put up. my treatment on it, and I hate it was gone. I hate people like you. So... Oh, and I wanted to read this. My friend Cassie, the one that I mentioned before. Oh, who, yeah, who tried the pro- – who was like, does it really work? Yes. Just tell me the truth. <laughs> yes, she was like, oh, come on, Suze, level with me. Do yeah. we really like BioClarity? And I was like, oh, no, yes, really we do. Let me read you her text she sent me the other day. Okay, so I found it. She said, I wanted to give you an update. BioClarity is awesome. I had a hard time kicking the chin acne because of stress and bad eating, but once I started to eat better, it really cleared up. BioClarity did the trick. Thanks for letting me be a doubting Thomas for a little while. And now she's a believer. And if you want to be a believer, go to BioClarity.com and enter code BRAINCANDY. Get the first month for $9.95. It's $20 off plus free shipping, and it's no risk. BioClarity.com. Made in the good old USA. I didn't even know that. Yes, I read that on the back of my bottle just today. Oh, that's nice. I like that. I like that too. Um, Okay, so let me try to get back to on track. Now, we've totally Totally ruined everything. derailed this But those are my favorite kind. I know. Everybody else is going to love it too because their mind is also going to be blown. I I wanted to read up on the science of guilty pleasures before we had this um, episode. So I was reading about... This study that basically said that in the brain, the parts of the brain or whatever, you'd know better than I about this, but the guilt and pleasure are linked. Mm -hmm. So whenever, for instance, if somebody gave you a piece of cake and said it was low fat, it would taste worse to you. But if someone tells you, this is packed full of sugar. It's so naughty. It's decadent. It would taste better to you. There's, I think, evolutionary, evolutionary reasons for that. What? So I was reading an article, and I'm never in a million years going to be able to find it, but I'm going to try my best, that <laughs> talked about why sweet things are sweet and why we like them. And it was to encourage us to travel outside of where we live to venture outside so if you were somebody who came from and and why there are people who crave sweet things and why there are people who crave salty things what so if your genetics lead back to an area that did not have a lot of sweet things 
you are probably somebody who craves sweets because it tells you to venture outside of where you live. It encourages the expansion and growth of the species. It encourages you to leave your homeland and go and find this thing that you crave. And if you're somebody who craves salty things, then you probably lived far away from the ocean and it encouraged you to travel towards the ocean and towards bodies of water where you could find this substance that you craved. Wow. And that was just an article that argued a biological component to um, things that we crave. That is so weird. But it makes sense that, you know, there's a reason for it. I mean, same with like lactose intolerance and things like that. It's like if you were somebody who lived in an area where they had, or your ancestors came from an area where they had, uh, you know, farming and dairy and, and, uh, what are they called? Kind of like domesticated cattle, then you are probably not lactose intolerant. But if you did not come from one of those areas, then you probably are lactose intolerant. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. Like the majority of Africa is lactose intolerant. So what does that have to do though with like the guilty component and why the brain would be like programmed to appreciate guilty stuff more, like foods more? Why is naughtiness so delicious? Yes. <laughs> that is the biggest question. And Maybe it's because it's something that we don't get very often. I mean, it's got to be a pleasure. It's, gonna, it's going to fire all those pleasure responses. You're going to get a dopamine kick. You're going to get the serotonin boost. And those are all linked to pleasure centers. I could like it's hard to separate the two. It, let's say you and I were invited to a wedding and they had an open bar. Uh-huh. We would have a grand old time. But if we snuck in and got tons of booze to some wedding we weren't invited to, that would probably be even more fun and taste yes, better. Yes, it would. We'd think the wine was more delicious. Because it's harder to get. Yeah, because it's a guilty pleasure. Yeah. That's weird. It's got to be like a payoff for the reward. Mm-hmm. That's it. If something's too easy... But you know, when you mentioned that thing about cake, yeah. my instincts were the opposite. Because when somebody, whenever somebody says, what's your favorite kind of ice cream? I say, it's not ice cream, it's yogurt land. <laughs> Once again, if yogurt land would like to sponsor That's not because you think it's healthy, no, Sarah. It's because I can eat more of it with less guilt. Because in my head, I don't categorize it as something that I should feel guilty for. But if you gave me a pint of Haagen-Dazs, I wouldn't enjoy it as much because I would feel so guilty after I ate it that it wouldn't be as fun. I'm not clear on why you don't feel guilty about frozen yogurt. I should, but I've, like I said, I've labeled it like not. I mean, bad do you know how mind. much sugar there is in that shit? Nope, and I don't want to know. Just like I'm not looking up the answer of how they do those magic tricks, I ain't reading the nutrition right. ingredients in yogurt. Okay, Sarah, and I'm gonna but load I, it with chocolate. I and bet toppings. you like the frozen yogurt a lot more than you'd like it if I gave you a salad. Uh, yes. <laughs> so I'm saying like the guilt maybe enhances. Correct. Yeah. I'll tell you a guilty pleasure that many people have that I do not share. What? Cat videos. This is true. What is with you people and the cat videos? I think any of this. Ew. You know what else some people like watching? <laughs> what? That I saw on a TV show and I instantly had to turn it. What is with all the clip shows? I don't want to see anybody popping any pimples. Oh, are you my into God. that? No, but it is so the rage. It oh nothing. My brothers, when I when we when I I mean this was like when the internet was first invented. Uh, we used to live together. 
they their favorite thing was to call me into the other room and have a perfectly queued up video. And then as soon as I came in, they would press play and I would be forced to see it. And I can't unsee that stuff. It's just burned into my eyes. I don't want to see it. <clears throat> but I have friends who love it. And because I followed them on Instagram, the video... Sarah Cunningham, I'm calling you out right now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Quit watching those videos because I follow you and because of that now they're in my feed so. yeah that's really gross but she's also fantastic and is an Arbon rep and you guys should totally check that out shout out to my friend Sarah <laughs> okay well here's the thing though by the way did you guys give us a five star review on, on iTunes you should yeah man I'm just throwing that out there what the hey are you subscribed also you should then you get the newsletter okay um, I, I won't send you any zit videos don't worry maybe so, some magic though there are some things, though, that not pimple popping, but there are similar things that I actually can't resist, which are what? like, I used to go on that website. It's called rotten.com. <gasps> I remember <laughs> Susie. You freaking weirdo. Yeah, like that one where the guy was doing the power lift. Did you ever see His that? arms ripped off or something? <laughs> what? No, his biceps broke. No, the muscle snapped. What happened? <laughs> Did he drop it on himself? Stop guessing. No worse. You, that is worse. It is. If you ask me, it's worse. What? I'm grossed he's, out already. Because he's got the big barbell, right? Mm-hmm. I want to paint the picture. Mm, I, this is hard for me. And I guess I don't know the terms. Maybe it's a deadlift. I don't know what it is. But he's he goes all the way down in a squat, and mm-hmm. he you're supposed to lift back up. Mm-hmm. But instead, Thruster. his internal organs fell out his no! butthole. No. His, and you can help. see them. They're hanging out of his beehole. We will not be including that video in the newsletter. Or if we do, I am not responsible for Googling <laughs> that shit to find it. You are all on your own there. It's true. Get I'm telling out. you. It's true. I don't know what to tell you, Sarah. <laughs> I can't even. Um, Want to do some Patreon shout-outs? <laughs> do I? Do I? <laughs> Maybe something to like... To oh, wait. They're currently the... down for scheduled maintenance. Patreon? So, Patreon, yeah. Oh. I just went to their website. Oh. Um, you know who I will give out a shout out to is um, Christina Brown, who is probably our most loyal listener. I mean, there is not an episode that goes by where she does not then respond with all of her thoughts on each of the things we talk about. And it's so nice. Christina! I really need you to always follow us and be a fan. <laughs> so shout out to you, Christina, because yeah. my she's goodness, love that. you are the best. And she's a, she's a conservative listener. She is. And yet she's stuck by us. We have a lot of conservative listeners. Yes. That's totally fine. I like that they like the friendship and camaraderie that we bring. Maybe we should mention all this conspiracy that's been going around with our um, latest merchandise edition. Oh my gosh. No joke. Should we talk about it? Well, you know, I... It's a guilty hatred. Yeah, I mean, Susie enjoys commenting to those who want to, you know... I love a good troll. I really do love a good troll. You do? Yeah, because you're not going to win. No, you're never going to win if you go against Susie. However... Okay, I so lose every time. Sarah made this beautiful design to speak to um, the idea of safe spaces or just advocacy for folks who might feel marginalized or nervous in public, like 
brown people or women or whatever. Here's the deal. Yeah. Susan and I both look like waspy ass white chicks who don't care about anybody else. Yeah. Guess what? We're the opposite of that. Yeah. The, I am safe space trained. There's nothing we care more about than inclusion, than equality for all, than everybody getting a voice and everybody having a powerful voice, no matter who you are, no matter what color you are, no matter what sexual orientation you matter you are, what age you are, blah, blah, blah. We think everybody should have that, and we fight hard and speak out to make sure that those people who are often silenced have a voice. So, so, so we made this shirt, and it's a safety pin, and it says safe with me to just demonstrate our um, support of this idea. We realize, of course, that the safety pin movement is fraught and complicated and sometimes can be seen as a empty gesture, which the Washington Post wrote about. And so, but that being said, we wanted to make a really cool uh, shirt that we thought represented our views and we posted it and some people didn't like it that's okay yeah what wasn't okay (laughs) was how people took this as like this is why johnny took your money you little snowflake which if you're not familiar snowflake is a pejorative term used for liberals by conservatives and also all kinds of weird stuff like accusing you of not being an activist meanwhile it's like i can't even get a hold of you because you're so busy volunteering yeah that was what i was most kind of uh hurt by yeah was the the implication that you don't put action behind your words right yeah when i pride i think it's very important to not only put actions behind your words but put actions behind your words without Needing a pat on the back for it. Yeah, like we know somebody who has a pinned tweet, perhaps you've seen it, of him uh, making a weird video with uh, someone that's clearly like a special needs situation. And that action is nice. Why are you pinning it to your Twitter and videotaping yourself all the time volunteering? I just don't think that I, I let my actions speak for themselves. And if you, I mean... The women at the uh, women's shelter for women of do- victims of domestic violence will you know speak it's for it. It's like, why do I have to? Yeah, qual- kind of that is- drives me nuts. I think that I, you know, I just uh, I feel good knowing my actions match my words, and also, uh, you know, my husband brought up, brought up a great point in that whole conversation. He said. If if you want to get mad at a safety pin, you have to also get mad at a pink ribbon and a blue ribbon and a any kind of symbol that represents anything. Yeah. Because that's all it is. My favorite part was how all of those idiots um, had private Instagrams. Um, hi, have you heard of what a safe space is? It's what you've just created on your Instagram. It's a safe space because you don't want people being mean to you or mistreating you or abusing you. If you have a private account, uh-huh. that's what that is. That's fine. You shouldn't have to have a public account. But you can't call Sarah a snowflake because she's supporting people with the safety pin image when you can't even make your p- profile public because you're scared of everybody and you don't want your feelings to get hurt. <laughs> But, but then I got I got a little, you know, and this is the last thing I'll say before I move on, is when somebody said, uh, what about 
men. What about the other? What about this? I said, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. What was that about? Obviously, everyone's included. The whole point is including everyone. Sure is. If some grown-ass man... I'm sorry I didn't write in two-point font and put every single country and every single language and every single ethnicity and every single gender and every single whatever. Just know, if you have a heartbeat, I support you. And you're a good person, I support you. Basically, if a a grown man is being um, mistreated or abused because he's Muslim or some other group, believe me, I will... I will be Absolutely. getting involved. A hundred percent. The same it. way I got involved. And you know what? I think it's a wonderful thing to not just speak out on, so on Twitter or Instagram, which is why I'll get into conversations with people at the airport bar and have, despite my husband rolling his eyes at me. Oh my God. Maybe you should not do that. Yeah. So you know what though? You know. Uh, we have a guest today. We do. I think our audience is going to be very excited. <gasps> Yay. Why don't you, well, let me say something and then you can introduce her. Um, I want to encourage all you guys and gals, you know, we got to celebrate love coming up. We and do. so the best way to do that is to get your loved ones, whoever they may be, some nice flowers. Be a hero for Valentine's Day. Go get some beautiful fresh cut flowers from the good people at Book's B-O-U-Q-S dot com and get 20% off your order with code BRAINCANDY. It's free delivery on weekdays, which is amazing. Oh my God, free delivery? Yeah, and weekdays. That's usually what costs you a billion dollars from the other delivery people. Yeah, and they're farm fresh and it's very simple and you can pick what you like or you can like say, surprise me and let them pick like whatever's the freshest and most beautiful and they have a happiness guarantee. Does that apply to everything or just their flowers? Because sometimes I get blue, and maybe they could get involved in that. But just they, make me happy. But you know what would make you happy? What? A yearly subscription. That's where true. Where they just send you flowers randomly. That's all I want in life, really. Yep. Uh, one of my favorite things, though, is that they're green. They're socially responsible. They adhere to responsible labor practices, which is awesome. I love that. Fair trade certified. Say it right. Flower certified, certified, (laughs) certified. What if they were certified? (laughs) Or certified, delicious, guilty pleasure. They are fair trade certified. Anyway, go to books.com, B-O-U-Q-S.com. Get 20% off your order using code BRAINCANDY. Now it's time for us to introduce our very special guest who loves a good guilty pleasure. She is one of the most in-demand comics in the world. She is also the host of the Juicy Scoop podcast, which you can uh, subscribe to on iTunes. She travels all over doing her stand-up comedy act. She has a special called Don't Mean to Brag that was on Showtime and is now available on Netflix. And this is actually going to be video and audio. If you want to watch the video version of this interview, you can subscribe to our patreon.com slash braincandy and check out this and all kinds of other interviews we do. So please welcome to the show the amazing and hilarious Heather McDonald. Hi, how are you? We're good. We kind of love you a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Well, we love hilarious women. That's true. Uh-huh. We are so glad that you've joined the podcasting community. How do you feel? About, I love it. You know, I remember I did yours a long time ago before I was doing it. Yeah. 
and um and you know I it was re- it's really been like a surprise I didn't I didn't really listen to them that much before and now it's just such a great audience that listens it's such an intelligent audience and they're so loyal and they're so engaging so it's kind of different than anything else but um it's been really great also for my stand-up because um they come to the live shows and um so I I thoroughly enjoy it I, I just love the feedback so it's been great that's awesome. Her her show is called Juicy Scoop, and so is. The, do you feel like the essence is that you're always like seeking out the latest juicy scoop, and you want yes. to like dish super bad, like whatever the juicy <laughs> scoop is. If someone wants to write me a personal juicy story that happened to them, I'll share it. It can be just something in the news, or like a Ooh. like I have Josh Mankiewicz coming on tomorrow's show, and I've been such a fan of Dateline for so long that he would reference murders and like you say literally four things about it like it happened in reno it was a glass door and i go oh she was a college student right like like, the knowledge i have so it's like whatever is juicy and then of course i love the celeb gossip and i like going deep into why did brad and angelina break up is he really dating kate hudson as ridiculous as that may sound what would that exchange be like at the school when Kate goes <laughs> yes. kids in her Fabletics outfit? I love oh, her Fabletics. <laughs> so, like, yeah, that's kind of what I just. So it's like whatever's juicy, you know. And um, that's the best, is because nobody thinks <laughs> it. Yeah, you're all the way through. It. Like, think oh, about yeah. like, volunteering at the child's school. <laughs> And yeah. who's doing that? See, and she's like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of obsessed with the splat pattern, <laughs> whatever that is, which dress, like that commercial. Like I just imagine that, and Angelina's like, really, I'm a UN ambassador. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, this is why what you do is a public service. Like my cheeks already my, hurt. Right. We've been talking for two minutes. It's so great. Wait, so your audience listens in, and like. Did they send you emails? I was just yeah, gonna ask yeah. that. I was gonna be like, yeah. do people just give you scoops because they're like, please talk about this? Yeah, what do they say? Well, what, what I started, and it's only been a few weeks, and I wish I would have started this a long time ago because it really is great. So I have a juicy scoop obsessed uh, Facebook page. So it is closed because they requested that it be closed so that people can like, you know, I guess they don't want their boss to see what they're posting, but. Are you ready wine? I love it. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, it's two o'clock. Okay. I love so, it. So um I can see you on But um so they post a lot of articles that I might have not seen, whether it's from like the Daily Mail or the Post or like, you know, Real Housewife stuff. Oh, Real Housewife of OC, Lynn Curtin's um elderly mother has put a restraining order against her horrible daughter Alexis. Like I probably would have, I may have missed that. Right. I love that they post and, and share stuff like that. And then they can also send me emails at the real McDonald at gmail.com. And those are more like when they go, I have, like I do this part in my my, um, podcast where I share a story about, I have this crazy sister, pretty awful relationship. And I called it serial sister, but I also have a serial brother. And then people started writing me like, I had a serial this, and I'm like, oh, do you have a serial roommate? Do you have a serial <laughs> That's so great. Something that just kind of like. Serial mother-in-law. Yeah, perpetually does stuff where you feel that you are the only target. Like, they don't really do it to everyone else in their life, 
but it's you and how do you deal with that? And um, so those kind of letters are really interesting. And those I share on the show and, um, and if they send to me and I haven't shared it, it's like everything's organized and, you know, somehow I'll be working on like a special show that'll feature, you know, a particular number of them. Well, uh, this other guy, wrote me such a compelling one that I talked to him on the phone and he was so great on the phone that I had him come in and tell his story. And it was about how his boyfriend tried to kill him. So like real serial killer. Oh, it was totally, it was totally real. And it was like, so it was serial ex-boyfriend and he, he came on and, you know, had been many years and, um, he's a professional man today. And, um, but the, when just him telling it, it was like people were really blown away by it. So it's like the show can be very different. It can be, you know, all funny when I have a comedian on. It can be a little bit of both based on what I have. But that's what I sort of like. You know, it's not super specific. In I that like sense. This. Anything juicy, whatever's a juicy story. You yeah, know? it's such a break from what's going on for the rest of the world that people need yes. like ugh, a minute to just Please. have a giggle, right? Do you well, I actually just posted on the Juicy Scoop Obsessed page. I said, this is going to be a political free place. Yeah, man. And by doing that, it doesn't mean I have my head in the sand. Right. But you have every other place yeah. to listen to it, watch it, engage in it. This, I just want people to be able to go there and go, okay, for 20 minutes when I'm on this page, I'm just going to read about, you know, weird teen mom, Farah, and some <laughs> other strange things happened. <laughs> and, like, and read a couple fun, funny threads because people that are on it have, like, a crazy knowledge of reality shows and stuff like that. <laughs> and that's it. But, of course, people started to not liking that. Why are you setting rules? And I'm like, oh, God, you know yeah. what? Goodbye. You're always going to get people who yeah. are going to... It's like what, whatever. Yeah, we Can get too serious, and they're like, "What? Why are you guys so serious?" We're like, we get too goofy, and they're like, "Well, we came to you for knowledge." Okay, okay, well, yeah. whatever. How do you like feel? You. So your knowledge? Should we do knowledge? Tell if we drop some knowledge. What is? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's our specialty, right? But so we we need people like you who are just being hilarious and fantastic because you can't be reading books all the time. Whatevs. Tell me how. It compares for you. Do you enjoy the stand-up and the podcast in to- totally different ways? How um, do you do you both know, of those? Are, things? Huh? How do you what do you? both? That's so much. You do everything. They they are different. Like the stand-up is, you know, I have a routine that I, it changes all the time and I yes. add to it, but it, it's like specific to that. But then sometimes something will come out in the stand-up, and I'll, I mean the podcast, and I'll be like, oh, I, I think I could make that a bigger thing or add to the stand-up. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, no, I mean, I like that. I like almost that, you know, a podcast, it's new material every week, and, I, and it's not as much pressure, of course, as yeah. when I do a stand-up show, it's like it's an hour and 15, maybe more minutes of just complete laughter the whole time and it has to be really really good and and a podcast even though i'm i'm really strict about it too like i'll edit literally like you know 10 seconds out if i think it's dull or i'll be like did i ever repeat that and you know but um no i think it's kind of different but i think they both feed each other and it's fun Mm -hmm. it's really fun to interview different people and um so yeah i just like that it's different all the time you know sometimes i get sick of my stand-up 
My, I hope all of our listeners go see you live. It was my favorite live comedy show ever. Oh, well, I have to see um, her. You have to see her because it was at the um, Hermosa Beach Comedy Imagine, and it was. I I felt like almost entranced by your talent, and I hope everyone gets to see you. So you're you're on tour. You go all over the U.S. Yeah, I'm always adding new dates. Everyone can go to HeatherMcDonald.net. Um. You know, there. so I try to do not more than two weekends a month. Sometimes it works out that there's only one. Sometimes there's three. But, like, that's sort of, like, what works. But sometimes there's just an offer that's too good to pass up. And, you know, sometimes it's, there isn't anything. So it's like – but um, – so, yeah, I go into different cities. I'll be at um, San Antonio, Texas on Friday just for one night. And then I'll be – the following weekend will be um, Salt Lake City and, and Denver, Colorado. So, so this month is a little bit busy, but then, you know, the next month is Boston and Chicago, March. So it's, um, it's great. And then the rest of the time I'm just, it's, you know, it's a good, it's good because the podcast is a lot of freedom too. Yes. That's, that's our favorite. And you know, like you said, you get to be the one editing those 10 seconds out or whatever. It's not the control of some other, you know, advertiser or whatever that you're. Tell me what's cooking for you in the world of motherhood, because that's one of my favorite things that you talk about. Well, um, so my oldest is my stepdaughter, and she is a senior. So we are going to be visiting some colleges, and we wanted to keep her in state, so she just applied to Cal State schools. Mm. And then my husband and I just picked ones that we'd like to visit. So Yeah. So where'd you pick? Monterey, Sonoma State. She got in. Nice. That's a good one. Wine country. Devil Islands. Yes. Also a great one. Just nice. Like, it's kind of the smaller ones. Like, and I just basically, we were like, just, you know, give us, like, just commit to at least two years, you know, and then then you can transfer somewhere else. But I just think she's young, and I just think it's important to stay close and what people don't realize is Southern California kids are major pussies, and I don't think that she can handle New York. Like, she's getting, like, brochures from, like, Brooklyn oh Art God. School, and I'm like, I'd like to be an ep- in an episode of Girls too. okay? <laughs> like, you're 17, and you need to grow up a little before you go do that, you know? Right, so, learn how to flag a taxi before you, like, yeah, jump on like a yeah. flight to New York. So, um, so that's going on in my... Oldest son, he's in eighth grade, so we're looking at high schools. Jeez. This so, is a big transition period for you. Oh, and it's like so funny because I was taking him to take his test at one of the private Catholic high schools, and it was right next to the um, hospital that he was born at. Oh, full circle. You're like, you, I remember. <laughs> of course, I say all that stuff. Of course, like, you have to. You wouldn't um, would be a good mom yeah, if you didn't. So, um, but it's fun. Like, and then my youngest is just turned 11. He's in fifth grade. So they're like a really, actually really fun age. Like I, I find it, they're funny where there's like lots of shows you can watch together where their, their personality is really coming out. So we'll like, like improv TV shows, like we'll do episodes of shows and like things like that. So they're like silly and you know, that is so I bet you have funny kids. Are they funny? 
Yes. They are. They're like, I didn't think they were really, I didn't really notice their sense of humor until like the last couple of years. Now it's really coming out. So now it's really, it is really fun to watch. I mean, they really will start, sometimes I'll start laughing so hard and they're like, what are you laughing? And they're like, tell me, tell me. I don't know. It was just something you said that like, um, so yeah, so it's, it's, it's a busy time. Like, you know, my younger one, I have a parent-teacher thing tomorrow. So Why do we even do that? I hate that. They all say the same thing, like, your kid's a delight, but he just needs to apply himself. Why do they do it? <laughs> it's more like I'm going, going, listen, you guys, I know he's a nightmare. <laughs> so what are we doing next year? Like, can, should we still stay here? Are you ready to give us the slip? Like, For real? Uh, yes, I'm just like, let's just be honest. Because, like, I get the grades, and they're, like, not good. But then every time I kind of challenge them, they're like, no, no, he's, he's fine. You're kidding me. Yeah, every year I'm like, do you guys... Just bribe him with money. Can we just go to another school and, like, repeat? Let's just forget that this ever happened. And they're like, no, I don't think that's a thing to do. I thought it was the opposite, where they always just say, like, the middle-of-the-road thing, where it's, like, good and, you know, mixed bag. I didn't think that it was, like, you being, like, he's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing so nothing to fix oh, I'm like, I'm like a parent's delight, because I, I mean, a teacher's delight, because I'm never mm-hmm. the parent teacher that's, like, I'm never the parent that's, like, not my kid, and, you know, um, you know, in some ways I might not fight enough for what he gets, like, I'm kind of like, oh, I thought that he was going to be able to, you know, get this extra time or whatever, and then I guess because I didn't bug them about it, he didn't get it, so it's like, I, um, I appreciate that they are the educators, and I turn to them and get their opinion, but you, you, as a parent, you have to respect them, but you also have to be that, you have to be that squeaky wheel, unfortunately, you really do. One of my and favorite things that Heather talks about is how people brag about their kids on Facebook. <laughs> and how, you know, they'll be like nine years old and they'll be like, Johnny did this. I will butcher it, but it is a cl- hilarious to me because it's so true. Well, or, 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 or like, I remember like when someone won an Oscar and they're like, and this goes to my daughter, Matilda. She's four. My hero. And I hope that I grow up to be just like you. And I'm like, she's four. She put the blue blocks with the in the in the little square and the red block in the circle. We get it. She did a good job. Like she's not, you know, a genius. Like like that's not who should be thanking for your Oscar. Like it's just. That's so, so great. That's a little ridiculous. When people just go, you know, oh, he's the greatest. And, and of course he has a husband. Like, you know how everybody does those Facebook things where it's like, eight years ago today, <laughs> I met my best friend and the love of my life. And da, da, da. So it was my wedding anniversary. So I posted it and I was like, 14 years ago today, I was faced with a decision and I didn't know what to do. But I felt it was the Christian thing to continue to walk down the aisle. <laughs> and I hope that God re- rewards me in heaven for putting up with everything I put up with. So Happy anniversary, babe. <laughs> yeah. They oh, all God. do that. That is so great. Mine will just say, however many years ago today, I didn't know there would be so many farts. Ew. End of story. That's yes. awful. That's my biggest complaint. I would divorce. It's divorce. I, oh my God. That's what I said. You know what I said to my son, Drake, today? I said, you know, would he, I always say now, 
would you ever talk or act like that or make those burping sounds or fart if you were single? And I said, when I, if I die before dad and I'm looking down at him dating, like I'm never going to be that person on a deathbed that's like, go find another love, dear. <laughs> Like, because I'm gonna be like, you're gonna be so much nicer to her. Yeah. Years, you know. I made you okay for her. Yeah. Okay. And you're gonna be on such great behavior. You're not gonna be farting and being all Ugh. disgusting. But like, you know. And then it's please. It's like I don't know. I know there's. I know not every guy is like that. I think what happens is, and maybe young girls listening, it really is raising. Having a husband is like raising a child. Yes, yes. I'm taking So those. if you don't force them to have the vegetables when they're young, uh-huh. you're going to be screwed later. So you when you get your husband and you're going to go raise your husband, probably you should read some parenting books. <laughs> Same rules. Because I let him get away with it. Oh, my God. We I let, We nice. let them... You know, lift up their leg at dinner and fart or... <laughs> Mine you know. doesn't do the dishes right now. I'm working on that. Yeah. Like, why do you just drop it in the sink? See? Who do you think is going to clean these? Heather's preaching right now. I got to train him. Yeah, she's right there. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not... Listen, I didn't do a good job. So I... <laughs> she did. She's to younger people. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes you just get a guy that was like that, you know, yeah, and then I, just, like, I look back and I'm like, I let him get away with it. I created this, this, you know, this situation and it's hard to then reverse back. Yes. I mean, it's I too late for you. Heart, you know, I've like gotten so upset that I cried and now I just, now I just go, all right. Like I walk out of the room or I get a candle. Like I, now I think I get a candle. 16 and a half years in, I'm like, 16 and a half years you've been together? Yes. Oh, tell me everything. Like, maybe I now, I'm trying to think, you know, now raising a teenage boy, I'm like, okay, a teenage boy is just trying to get a rise out of you. So he's not grown at all. So I'm like, and now he's just trying to get a rise out of me. And if I ignore it, let's see the reaction. And the ignoring has worked a little bit. Oh, that's good. There's different things. There's different tactics up to it. Different strategies. None of them. Work that good. But, uh, <laughs> trial, I, 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 trial you know, by fire. That thing, like you can't change someone acts, but you can change the way you react. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, look. Yeah, I'm I not. tried to roll and my it, eyes more. <laughs> That's how I'm reacting. Yeah. I, <laughs> I want to start a campaign. I want you to go on um, comedians in cars getting coffee. Oh yes. Well, of course, I'd like to do that. Let's can you book me? Happen. Do you have a connection? <laughs> I feel like we could start a campaign. We can be active on social media for yeah, it. Yeah, because start so a campaign. Good. Heather, cars with comedians. Right? Comedians and cars, right? It's yeah, if we get the name right, then <laughs> we have a better chance. I did have a, I did have a very awkward um, interaction with Jerry Seinfeld back in the day at the Beverly Hills Hotel in in. Um, that, that Beverly Hills had four seasons of Beverly Hills. What happened? I saw there talking to like a guy that was clearly just like, you know, kind of an ugly sitcom writer. Yeah. And it was sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, seriously, I thought he'd just broken up with Shoshana. Remember Shoshana? Yes. Okay. That was his girlfriend before his wife. Mm-hmm. And, um, she's kind of like, she's kind of like a really pretty girl with like thick dark hair and big boobs so I'm like I think I have thick dark hair right. and big boobs yeah. I'm kind of this type I have a chance I'm funny I'm a comedian I'm an aspiring comedian I was doing like you know nothing not making any money on it but I was like 
Heather Carpendian sees the day. So I walked over there and I was like, hi, hi, Jerry. Hi, (laughs) ugly writer, whatever his name was. Nice to meet you. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm a comedian and da, da, da. And I just sit down or you might have even pulled a chair over. Oh my God. No. And then it was just like an out-of-body experience. Uh-huh. I found it myself just talking and laughing. Oh, like, no, no. And then, like, the waiter comes over, waitress comes over, and I order an Amstelite, real classy. I'm an Amstelite. And then um, they order, and I go, don't worry. When I get my drink, I'll take it and go. I just want to finish the story. <laughs> and, like, kind of, like, asking me some questions and things. Like, I was like, oh, where do you do stand? And I was asking for a little bit. Oh, that's nice. And then he was like. All right, I'm done with this girl. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want to fuck her, and I'd like her to leave. Like, I mean, I think he was thinking that. So then I was like, so I go, um, the way he first brings a drink, and I start drinking, I keep asking. And then he said, Heather, I thought you said when you got your beer, oh my God. you're going to take it and leave. At least he remembered your name. That's I want to say he said, Heather. I don't optimist. know. Optimist. I, my heart started beating so hard. Oh, I understand. And then I got my little, like, BB bag or whatever. I, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm looking to, to leave my money for the Amstel Light because it's Jerry Seinfeld. He's only on his seventh season of Seinfeld. He obviously can't afford my Amstel Light. So I'm, like, trying to, like, I'm, like, I'm not a gold digger. I'll pay for this $6 Amstel Light. And, you know, it's, like, there's just a couple of like crumpled dollars with some like old lipstick smeared on it. Like it's just bad. You're having like stuff in your little purse so you don't have like a wallet. And I'm like trying to get out the dollars. And he's like, he's like, it's all right. It's all right. I'm like, no, I can't. I'm like, <laughs> I know. Because I can put myself in that. So that is so funny. Well, meanwhile, wait, there's one point where my friend came over and she was like, um, like, Abdul said he can get us into the Mondrian Sky Bar or whatever the hot bar was at the time. Oh, and I'm like, no. I don't care. Like, what the hell are you doing interrupting me and Jerry? Oh, no. I pay my money and go back to my friend. I'm like, oh, my God, that was so awful. She's like, I know, Heather. Like, I tried to save you. Oh, no. She <laughs> saw the ship sinking and she threw your life rough. That is so that's my Jerry story. I mean, I'm sure he cannot. Re- I'm sure he won't remember that's it. That's so funny. Uh, maybe he well, does. That's why I've never been chosen. You yeah. have something excellent to talk about in your first episode of Wowzers and Carskin Coffee. Yeah, that's a winner, right? That's there. really funny. Save it. <laughs> the <laughs> best is I can picture her trying to find her dollars. Sarah's like in the moment. Like I always thought, like some other <laughs> like, successful comedian or. Like, I joined Sports Club LA because I heard, like, there were a lot of, like, industry Jews there. And I thought, I'll just marry, like, a like a Jewish guy that's, like, a producer that'll put me into his comedy act, you know. Comedy. And um, those people never liked me. Damn. No. What do they like? What do they like? Like, my mom. I remember my mom leaving a message many years ago. She's like, I got to talk to you about something. She's like, got two words for you. Conan O'Brien. <laughs> Because it was, like, right when he, like, took over for, like, the Late Late Show or something. And, yeah. like, nobody knew who he was. Yeah. And he was just, like, a Simpsons writer or something. And she's, like, he's 6'5", <laughs> Irish Catholic, went to Harvard. Right. Everyone loves him. Why don't you send him your picture and resume see what he can do for you? 
thanks, mom. I want to trade like, moms. So what am I thinking? Like, is, is, no. Oh no my guy god, has helped me. Except for my husband, who is not in the business, but he is ninety percent of my act. So, what does your husband do? And I guess I found the husband that could actually help me, huh? What business is your husband in? He's always been in like finance and business, yeah, and yeah, you know, yeah. real estate. They make for stuff. excellent material. Yeah, but now he's really helpful in all of in all of my stuff, like with you know, because there's so much to it as it grows. Yeah. And, um, so that's been really good. All right, so, he comes in here. Yeah, that's great. We need to let this poor woman go, but I want everyone to subscribe to Juicy Scoop, um, and yeah. you will not be sorry. She is a hoot, and go see her on tour. Go to heathermcdonald.net and yeah. see where she'll be. Thank you so much, Heather. Thank you. Thanks, you guys. Have a great Enjoy day. Talk to you. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.